Welcome to the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast, where I empower you to achieve your weight loss goals and live a healthier, happier life. I'm your host, Kara Hackelman, a dedicated weight loss coach and advocate for positive change. Join me as we dive into insightful conversations, expert tips, and inspiring stories to help you transform your relationship with food and your body. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery and sustainable weight loss. And don't forget to stick around until the end for a special call to action that can kickstart your transformation. Let's get started. Food is not the problem. I kind of love this one because I recently put out on social, on all these group pages, I put out tons on these group pages and I wrote, um, I struggle to lose weight because... And so they wrote back and gave me all of these answers. And so many of them were food. And so that tells me that people think that food is the problem. I'm telling you, food is not the problem. And so as I was reading through the list and there were like sugar and there's chips and there's, you know, all these different things like chocolate and um, eating out with friends and like everything is food is the problem. And so... I am really excited to get to talk to you today and tell you what the real problem is, where it came from, and what we can do to fix that. So, food is not a problem. I love it. I love it. I can't say that enough times. Okay. So, the thing is, is that we typically have um, been told everything is exactly what it is. So, I um, am mad because you did this, right? I am overweight because of food. Like these these kind of correlations, okay? So I am mad at you because you did this to me. I am mad because I thought you shouldn't have done that. That's why I'm mad. I thought you shouldn't have. And I might have whole reasons why I thought you shouldn't have. So that's kind of where you might have heard that word mindset comes in, and that's what kind of coach I am. I'm a weight loss coach who coaches mindset. So we figure out the cause of the problem. So food is not the problem. And I can tell you we know that because we could have 20 people who all ate the exact same thing and have completely different results. So you and I might have both eaten Um, an entire bowl of ice cream. And I have um, bathroom issues or you have no issues at all. Or maybe it sets off a chain reaction of binging for you or whatever it is. Like there's so many ors that could have happened. And so food is not the problem. Our body's chemistry in my situation would be the problem. But like if you were binging on the ice cream, if you didn't just have some, if you thought you needed the whole container of ice cream, there's something else going on. That something else, that is the problem. And so that's the part that I help people with. So we talk a lot about your mind, what you're thinking and feeling, and making sure that you're really taking ownership for it. So someone bringing something into the break room and offering it to you, that is not the problem. What you decide 
that means is the problem. So I might say, oh yeah, I saw that there was, um, and I'm just going to, oh, here you go. I, I don't even have to make something up. So I was in, um, at the, uh, I, I have a part-time job. So I was in there the other day in the break room and there was a huge bag of marshmallows and they were left over from some s'mores that we had had, um, for a staff meeting. And, their whole bag of marshmallows right there. I bet if I looked in the refrigerator, there was probably still the chocolate bars that went with them. I didn't feel like I needed to have them. And that means like that food could be laying on the table and it could be there forever. It could be my favorite food and I don't feel like I need to have it. I might be like, oh, I want that and I want that so I am going to plan it. I want to make sure I get some of that. I want I want to have that on the plan. I didn't even realize that was going to be an option. So I'm going to take some with me or put it off to the side and have some of that tomorrow. And I say tomorrow because right now, if I had it right now, it's going to be where I am all up in my head thinking about how that food was so amazing and I had to have it right now and I hadn't even considered if I really, really wanted it or if it just like, it sounded good and it was available. That's usually what happens. So with that, when I say I'm going to plan it tomorrow, sometimes it takes a lot of the drama out. So the other day I was really wanting some chocolate and I was getting to the point where I was about ready to open up some chocolate cooking morsels and it just sounded so good. And I thought, I always show up for myself. So what did I put on my plan? And I put, uh, I had put chips and popcorn on my plan. So I grabbed a handful of chips and I sat down and ate them. So then I made sure I put on my plan the next day, the chocolate. And I had on there that I had made sure I had chocolate bars. I had had chocolate ice cream on my plan. I was showing up for myself, making sure I had some chocolate on my plan so I could have it that next day. And that was yesterday. So last night I am, we take care of our uh, great nephews and I was getting them all ready for bed. And I was realizing I was wanting some of the chocolate and I had planned it. So like, Hey, I'm not even going to be off plan today. I planned it. I thought ahead for myself and planned it. And so my next check-in, am I hungry? Ah, oh, don't you know, I am not hungry. I am looking at this chocolate on my plan, all excited that I thought ahead well enough that I planned it for myself. I had something to look forward to, but I had an amazing dinner. My husband made some steaks. We had some grilled veggies. I had some rice with it. It was perfect. It was delicious. It satisfied me. And I realized I want chocolate because I'm at the end of my day. I want the chocolate because I have had this long-standing pattern that I had done forever that when my day got rough, I rewarded myself for the hard work. I, um, what is the other word I'm looking for? I always love when I forget words. I um, consoled myself after a long day with food. And so those were my snack times. And so when I did that, I'm showing up for myself, I'm putting chocolate on a plan. Then I got in the moment and I noticed I wanted chocolate. I did that check-in. Am I physically hungry? I'm not. I was a little disappointed. And so then my brain was like, well, I put it on my plan. I could have it. But 
then I'm going to be overeating. And that's not how I want to show up for myself anymore. I do not want to be overeating through life. That's how I got to where I was. And that is not what's going to get me to where I want to go. So I want it to be a little bit different than it ever was before. So the next thing I started thinking last night, I'm getting the boys in their jammies and I'm, I'm all ready to go. And I start realizing, you know, I don't really have to have dinner. And so if I really get to the point where I want chocolate so much, I could have that instead of dinner. I could have, um, I could have the dessert and not even have the main course. Um, I get to see how my body feels after I do something like that. I might not have as much energy as I thought, or I might have a sugar spike and, um, who knows, but if I really want to follow my hunger, I could have that instead. And so the whole drama in my head about the food, the chocolate being the problem, the, the, remember I said I was going all the way to the chocolate morsels, like I'm getting ready to get into the baking goods. That was just a story I was telling myself that it had power, that the chocolate needed to be eaten right now, that I deserved it, that I had had a hard day and it should be my reward and my consolation. So that is that is kind of how that mindset piece works. My thoughts were coming in loud about how I wanted that. And um, I just kind of, can I do it tomorrow? Am I physically hungry? Well, how else could I get it? And the reason why I ask myself all those questions, if I just said no, it's going to feel like a little kid who's getting deprived and restricted. And all they hear is their parent telling them no. And I, at my age, am still sometimes a kicking and screaming little kid trying to get what they want. So I make sure that I know I can have it anytime. And I could have it and just mark that little box that I ate off plan. That would be fine too. I'm going to have to like my reason and I'm going to have to like the consequence. The consequence is that it puts me a little bit further from my goal. Not a lot, but a little bit. And I wasn't willing to trade that in yesterday. So that was... That was what I wanted to share with you with that. And so what happens is our brain tells us that food is the problem because we have heard that forever. Every diet that we've heard of has said fat was problem, carbohydrate was problem, um, that you have to measure or that you have to have calories. And I'm teaching you how to trust your body, how to eat when you're physically hungry and trust that that was exactly what you needed. Also trust that if it wasn't, you're going to feel it, you're going to know what it was, and you're going to be able to make some shifts, some adjustments for it next time. And so we're not dealing with old rules. Those things have left us with some traumas, and maybe not the big T traumas, you know, but they're little traumas, and we know that because they keep coming up. They keep coming up in habits. And so the... The old diet rules would have told you that you can't eat after a certain time. Well, sometimes I'm just stinking hungry and I need something. I'm thinking I'm not even going to be able to stay asleep all night if I don't eat. I'm just going to have something. I'm going to have, look at what I planned for the day, pick something off of it and have something. I'm going to make the best decision for myself. Old diet rules would have had me saying, nope, I messed up. I need, I'm a failure. I need to do better tomorrow to, uh, to the point that eventually I've run out of tomorrows in my head because I feel like I've wasted all my tomorrows and I might as well just get doing something else because I'm failing at weight loss. 
I don't fail at anything. I learned a long time ago, as long as I have not quit, I am not failing. And so whatever choice I make, I can make another choice immediately that's going to help me show up for my goal. Let's see here. I wanted to talk to you about some of those old beliefs. So some of my old beliefs was I couldn't do good today if I'd already made a mistake. I'd have to do better tomorrow. That would make it harder and harder and harder to want to try things. In my head, it would build up that it was too hard to have done it in the first place. That's why I have to do better tomorrow. The other part is there's never an option for saving the day when there's a mistake. And you and I live in this world where stuff comes up. I have made beautiful plans that were going to for sure create weight loss on the scale. And then someone in my family has come along, opened that refrigerator, and ate every single thing I planned for the day. Or wouldn't you know that daggone wet lettuce, it wilted. It all wilted, and it's all gone, and it's bad, and I have to make another choice. Or I'm what am I going to do, starve, not have something to eat? And so I like to think that I'm always capable of making the next best decision for me, for my weight loss, for my goal. And sometimes in that moment, it's going to be to eat the stuff even when it wasn't on plan, or it's to make a beautiful shift. I shift, I, I, I pivot, however you want to say it. I can do that for myself and still keep showing up every single day. So old habits, that's what I started with. Old habit of rewarding myself, consoling myself. Those are just old habits. So becoming aware of them is going to be where you start. I help my clients every single day help them with this because when it's an old habit, it just feels true. It feels like it's right. It's correct. And we haven't even asked ourselves why we're doing it. Where did that even come from? So sometimes you're going to think like, where did that come from? And you're like, I guess that's just how it's supposed to be. Well, we're not stopping there. We're going to figure out why it even came. And so try to think, where did it first come up? When did you first notice that you were doing it? Maybe you're not remembering the very first time, but you kind of have an idea of how long it's been. Maybe it was something that your parents... I have a lot of diet rules in my brain, a lot of beliefs and old thinking that came from when my mom was trying to lose weight. I can tell you things have absolutely changed, and I'm so happy that they have because she was having me have slim fast shakes for two meals a day and a salad for dinner. I can tell you that is not going to satisfy me. It's not going to satisfy my body with how much energy and nutrients I need. It's definitely not going to satisfy my pleasure and my enjoyment. And I'm going to tell you, an old diet rule was that you could not enjoy your food or you had to have been, you know, eating something wrong. Like it had to be cardboard and shakes or it had to be very minimal food so that you were starving all day. It does not have to be like that. I am not measuring food and being like, well, that's all I get. I'm listening to my body. What does my body say it needs? When does it say it's had enough? And I am trusting myself to listen. My body is trusting me to give it food that it needs. And so there's a lot of trust here. And both ways, that builds confidence. My body gets confident with that I'm going to always take care of it and do the best for it. I get confident that I can listen to my body and that I can make those great decisions. I can pivot when I need to. So when you're getting to where you're 
recognizing some of these things and you're like, but I don't know how to do it different. I help with that. I absolutely help with that. I can give you tips for days on how to lose weight, but the best part is I empower you so that you will be able to come up with things and you're willing to try them. That is the best part. When you are willing to try it, even if it's not the answer, you will learn that that's not the answer and then you'll know how to do it a little bit differently. Since it was your idea, and I help you with this. Like I will help like listen so that if there's like some holes in your story, I can like be like, ah, that sounds good, but, and so uh, I'm, go- I'm going to make a quick joke here because I see who's listening. If you think for three months you need to practice your water, I'm going to start pushing you and telling you, you have already mastered your daggum water, lady. Let's move on to something else. And so I will absolutely help you, but you get to come up with what the next thing is you're willing to try. And I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to help you see how it is that that could help your weight loss. They say, how do you do some, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Well, you're not going to lose all your weight in one week. So we're going to have to do some things that build up to weight loss. So one bite at a time, one bite we didn't eat at a time, all those things add up to weight loss. As you really dial in on how you are making the decisions and how you can trust yourself, your confidence in yourself grows and you're so much more willing to try and even make mistakes. So when you're making those mistakes, they don't mean anything about you. They mean that you are willing and you're trying and you're figuring it out. You're figuring out sometimes what works and sometimes it's that you're figuring out what didn't. Both of those I tell you are equally important. I have learned so much more from mistakes than I have from ever doing it right the first time. Trying to figure something out, I always learn more because not only did I learn what worked, I learned all the things that didn't work and why. That why part is so great. So I learned that too. I can't wait to work with you. So if you are sounding like this sounds like something you would love to jump into, I'm going to invite you. I have a webinar next Monday. It's not too late to register. It's called Stop the Struggle. So we're going to talk about how diet trauma, all these diet rules have affected what we've done this far. You have probably lost weight at some point in your life, so you definitely can lose weight. Now I want to talk to you about that mindset piece. So why were you doing it in the first place? Like why were you doing these habits? Why were you overeating? What was that doing for you? That kind of thing. So I want to help you with that. And then the other part is anything we do has to be sustainable. Every single time you've probably been on a diet, you thought, I cannot wait until I'm finished. I can't wait until I'm finished. And then what? You think then it's going to be like completely night and day different than it ever was before? No. If you stop doing the things that work, then you're going to go back to the old way and it's all going to have to happen again. That's why it's a billions of dollars industry weight loss because people jump on the next diet fad and then they haven't actually fixed their problem. They don't trust themselves. They don't understand themselves. And they're begging to be normal. I just want to have a normal relationship with food. Normal in our country, the USA, if you're listening, it is to overeat. It's to have huge amounts of highly processed food and to not listen to your body at all for when you're hungry. We eat by the clock. We eat way more processed food, way more. And I'm not against some processed foods because I I love me a good uh, pizza and some chocolate and um, ice cream, like I said. But 
we don't dial into what our body actually needs. So come to this webinar. It's not too late to register. It's called Stop the Struggle so that you can have lasting weight loss. And I am really excited to present this to you and have you there. You'll be able to ask all your questions. You're going to be able to get started with my four simple step plan so that you can start losing weight. Very simple, very doable. That's how it's going to be sustainable. So if you want to jump on, grab the link here. It's going to be, I had to remember what I named it, coachingcara.com forward slash webinar, and you can get registered. And I will see you at the, at the webinar on Monday. Can't wait to see you. Bye. That wraps up another empowering episode of the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and actionable insights that will propel you towards your weight loss goals. If you're ready to dive deeper and accelerate your progress, don't miss out on our free five-day quick start weight loss course. Head over to coachingcara.com forward slash free course to gain access to a wealth of valuable resources, guidance, and support. The time for change is now, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your transformation starts with a single step. Take that step today and unlock the life you deserve. Stay tuned for our next episode and remember to keep striving for greatness.